Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to episode 90 of Luke 21 Radio. We continue to explore Revelation chapter 9, the blowing of the fifth trumpet. What happened in chapter 9 is that the abyss, or the bottomless pit, where the imprisoned home of the demons and Satan was opened, and a demonic horde comes out, and it's described in figurative language as this smoke that envelops the worlds, that darken things. And that's what basically I devoted the entire last episode to. You might want to catch that because it speaks about the time right before Christ, after a long church age, there will be a short period of time where this abyss is opened, the world is darkened, and it seems as if a, quote, very modern, technologically advanced world has gone back to the darkness of paganism in the ages before Christ. So, this demonic horde coming out, there's a couple of things we need to realize. It says in chapter 9 and verse 3 that they were given power. They were given authority, and the word power and authority, are, are it's the same Greek word, can be translated two different ways. In other words, even though this fearful demonic horde, which can darken minds, attack unbelievers, remember this, hear this, they are firmly 100% under God's control. Why is God allowing this? We don't really know, but we do know that there's a pattern here. There's some things going on in the world that we can't see, but every now and then we're given a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. And one of those peaks that's very relevant to right here in Revelation chapter 9 is the first chapter of the book of Job, a very profound book, perhaps maybe even the first book chronologically ever written in Scripture. And in chapter 1, Satan asked permission to tempt Job because he says, if I simply have the opportunity to tempt him, he will curse you to your face. And God gives this permission. And we read that Right after it says in Revelation 9.3, this demonic host was given authority or given power, the next verse says, but they were told, remember, they are under God's control. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green growth or any tree, but only those of mankind who have not the seal of God upon their foreheads. In other words, those who have the seal, and I explain this is baptism, and in particular, confirmation, which strengthens you for the battle. In other words, Satan thinks he's going to get the whole world. And guess what? You stay close to Christ. He stays close to you. He's in control of the situation. Even when literally, not figuratively, literally, all hell is breaking loose upon the world, he has a divine protection for you. And I mentioned this before, and um, 
I doubt you've ever heard this in a homily or another radio broadcast. It's section 1296 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You should put an asterisk by it in red and then respectfully ask your priest or bishop to get your children confirmed because this is what it says. The seal of the Holy Spirit marks our total belonging to Christ, our enrollment in his service forever, as well as the promise of divine protection in the great eschatological trial. And that is footnoted. And the footnote is the book of Revelation, chapter 9 and verse 4. This is the promise of divine protection in the great eschatological trial. And right along with this divine permission for Satan to attack Job that I referred to just a minute ago, Pope Leo XIII, on October 13, 1884, exactly 33 years before the miracle of the sun at Fatima in 1917, Pope Leo XIII saw that Satan again was given permission, and now this time not to attack Job, but to attack the church, and given a hundred years or so to do that. And this is exactly why, while he was still a cardinal, St. John Paul II said, we are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I do not think that wide circles of American society realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel versus the anti-gospel, November 9th. 1976. Do you realize that? I I don't think we have really awakened to this. Everybody knows who's um, not in deep sleep, not Rip Van Winkle Catholic, knows there's a crisis going on right now as I speak in the Catholic Church. What is the nature of that crisis? The nature of that crisis is described for us in Revelation chapter 9. It was prefigured for us in Job chapter 1. It was warned for us in Pope Leo XIII's vision of Satan being able to attack the church. I believe it's exactly what was going on in Fatima. It's exactly what was warned about by St. John Paul II. And yet we're saying, oh, it's this, it's that, it's this and this and this and that. Well, there's a lot of things contributing to it. But it's the smoke from the pit, from the demonic host that used to have authority over the nations, have reemerged in the modern world. I want to tell you something that I completely, not completely, but I didn't fully comprehend. Pope Paul VI in 1972 said something quite startling. And this is what I didn't comprehend. He said, quote, Satan's smoke has made its way into the temple of God through some crack, unquote. Satan's smoke. Where do we read about Satan's smoke? We read about Satan's smoke in Revelation chapter 9, and it's predicted coming out into the world. But you know what? I really didn't take Pope Paul VI's words as seriously as I should, and I'll tell you why. I had great admiration for 
Pope John Paul II, especially his writings on Catholic marriage and family life. As many of you know, that's why this this apostolate family life center exists is really from John Paul II and then followed by Benedict XVI. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, uh, certainly whatever challenges, corruptions, errors in the church, well, you know, it's a thing of the past. And now in 2002, we are shocked to the core finding that no, it's not a thing of the past. And now in 2018, we, we're reading that this corruption is reaching the highest levels of the Vatican and the American Catholic hierarchy. Back in 2002, there was 100 bishops who had covered up for abusers, and only one was disciplined by giving him a basilica in Rome. This is what I didn't fully appreciate. I thought the smoke would come into the world and lead the nations back into paganisms, the great Gentile apostasy. Now, I still believe that, don't get me wrong, but what I failed to comprehend and what I failed to truly heed was this same smoke that was tempting the nations to go back into pre-Christian times, the same smoke is tempting inside the church. I thought it was an outside kind of thing, but no, it's an inside kind of thing. It's something that Paul VI saw, some, some crack, this smoke of Satan. What's the smoke of Satan? This is, this is it. It's Revelation 9. The bottomless pit, the abyss is open, and a great smoke comes flying out. And where did this smoke come from? Uh, well, some people say, well, it's the abuses of uh, Vatican II and misinterpreting Vatican II, but this smoke started, as far as we're learning now, in the 1930s and 40s, long before Vatican II. I've been reading about Bella Dodd, who placed homosexual communists in seminaries to try to destroy the church. Now, uh, I do believe that that has greatly harmed the Catholic Church in America, but she was placing homosexual communists into Catholic seminaries in the United States, and the clerical abuse and cover-up crisis is worldwide, not limited to the United States. It's in Chile, Italy, Ireland, Honduras, Dominican Republic, Malta, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Europe, Latin America. I mean, you name it. It's everywhere. Where did it come from? Somebody either commented or it was the Archbishop Vagano himself said, um, I believe it was Monsignor was asked, what's causing this? And he said this, because those cracks mentioned by Paul VI from which Satan's smoke would have slipped into the house of God have become chasms. The devil is working powerfully, and not to admit it or turn your face to the other side would be our greatest sin. You see, the crack from which Satan smoked, yes, it's leading the nations away, and I always saw that. I knew this was going on. This is exactly what Cardinal Newman foresaw, too. But it's also inside the church. This is a worldwide, comprehensive, demonic, satanic attack 
against all that is good. It's against the very light of Christ in and outside of the church. This is what's happening. The fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven. He was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Now, I've read a lot of comments, and everybody likes the happy button. Everything's going to self-correct. Just hang on. We're going to have a golden age. Just wait. Springtime is right around the corner. We're about to experience triumph. And for all these comments, I suggest reading paragraph 675, 677, and 680 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. Time to dust off the catechism, folks. 677, the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover with God's victory over the final unleashing of evil. And finally, 680, the triumph of Christ's kingdom will not come about without one last assault by the powers of evil. I have read, and in fact, I spend every day, it's not like I like to delight in the crisis, but I like to know what's going on. And of all the things that I have read regarding what's going on, Revelation chapter 9 and the related comments, along with these three paragraphs of the Catechism, 675, 677, 680, which are barely mentioned in the conversations regarding the crisis, it gets to the root of what's happening. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 90 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com. Thank you.